walking into the to, to the blood work lab and walking into the doctor and trusting that these that these folks have put in um, the correct curriculum, the correct training, the, the correct continuous learning that it takes for them to like take care of my entire health. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing locally, what I'm seeing at the state level, what I'm seeing in the na at the national level is what seems like political and other ideological agendas to open up into places and look in and put their hands in to things that, um, again, uninformed folks kind of looking into uh, things that they really don't know and understand about. Um, Folks, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you, if you're a teacher, you understand this. Curriculum and instruction is extremely uh, difficult, and it also goes through a lot of vetting processes. Yeah, something something you can't spend one day of poorly planned professional development doing. Right, and and I'm I'm just going to say this uh, as a as a dad, teacher, as a person, uh, my neighbor doesn't know shit about the curriculum. They they don't. I, I and I've got great neighbors. They're, I'm, I'm going to extend that statement. I, I've worked in public education. I'm passionate about this. I teach at a university, and even my own wife doesn't give a shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, and i, I got to be honest with you, man. My, my neighbor across the street, he's an electrical engineer, um, one of the nicest uh, men, super intelligent. I actually have to actually work with a close friend. I know that this man is great at his job. He is um, a calm and interesting, articulate person that has an opinion on a lot of things, political and, and, and otherwise. But it would take him months to scrutinize the uh, American lit uh, a, 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 sing, a single unit within American yeah, lit. Ab yeah. ab absolutely. So, it, you know, when we, when we get into the, the issues of, of, of transparency and what kids are, are learning, um, that's, that goes back to our initial... Um, episode on on the school board yeah, that goes back to the responsibility of 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 being an inquirer. Mm -hmm. Start with a teacher, ask a few questions, keep an open mind, uh, talk to uh, uh, your principal, and if you need to go to a school board meeting, then go to your school board meeting. But the higher up you go, um, the more the less and less. The people who are operating, it's just like we talked about with, with our State Board of Education, the less and less those folks are able to be responsive and be responsible mm -hmm. in helping you um, with, with your, your, your issues. With that being yeah. said. Well, and, that, and that's something, Brett, you and I always talked about. Is as when, we, when we moved into administration, became administrators, the farther you move away from the classroom, the less you know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so what, what we don't need is, is like, you know, serious drilling in, into our schools. What we need actually is to worry more about making sure our kids are getting to school, getting school on time, are well fed, have been well rested, and have all of, the, of their needs met so that they can, they can learn whatever. I work with teenagers, you've worked with teenagers, I've worked six through 12, I have not worked K through five, and, and I want that to be known by the audience. But what I, what I will say is that uh, a sixth grader uh, carries into a school his or her belief system already. Yeah. And, and they, they, they can learn new perspectives, and they can sure as heck stand up for their perspectives. People, please look closely and think meaningfully about um, rejecting curriculum scrutiny yeah. uh, nationwide. What I will say, though, is back to what you were talking about. We, school finance, it's, it's public works. You've got to be able to afford your programs. I want every kid 
to be able to go in and get a school lunch. Uh, one reason I want that is because there are kids out there that uh, simply don't um, have their primary. Yes. Resource, yeah. Absolutely. And they just don't have the means. Um, the other is because when when we went through the pandemic and I wasn't paying for school lunch, my kids ate more school lunch. And that meant that they were interacting with all of their peers equally uh, in, a, in a good way. I do have to say that since I started teaching that uh, good laws around health and nutrition have have increased actually the, the variety availability and healthy choices that are a part of school meals. That's part of the legislation in Colorado yeah, is making, making sure those are healthy, healthy meals. But I also, as a responsible citizen, have to say, well, how, you know, if I can't get busing mm -hmm. um, or we have antiquated uh, curriculum resources, I need to know how we're going to pay for this. Right. Absolutely. So you, you had talked about curriculum transparency, Brett. Mm -hmm. So the next one, the uh, next ballot issue, if I want to bring up, is uh, it's actually been proposed. It's been accepted. It won't be on this next uh, election cycle. Um, but it's out of Oklahoma, and it'll be on the election cycle in 2024. But very relevant, it's germane to the dialogue right now around curriculum transparency. Um, it's Oklahoma State Question 823. And I, I, you're going to have two reactions to this, I already know, based off what you just said. So I'm just know I'm throwing a hand grenade in the room and closing a door and walking away. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's called the Prohibit Banning Books Initiative. Mind you, this is Oklahoma. Uh, and it may appear on the ballot um, in 2024 in Oklahoma. The initiative would add a sentence to the state constitution stating, quote, subject to the advice and consent of Indian tribes and nations on treaty land, no books shall be banned. Hmm. My goodness. That's not what I thought you were going to say was happening in Oklahoma. No, I, that's why I, I threw a hand grenade in there uh, <laughs> yeah. and I walked away. But there's there's two different things there at play from what you just said. So mm -hmm. I'm just curious, kind of initial reactions, both as a parent and as an educator, knowing that now we're seeing the pendulum swing in the other direction and starting to see things on our, on our ballot initiatives that are, are working against some of the things we've seen in the national dialogue over the last 12 months. Man, I just have so many questions uh, when you bring that up. That I, am, I, I can't wait to read and think more about this. And, and, and I have a former colleague that teaches in Tulsa who I, I really want to pick her brain on this. So this was, just, this was only filed with the state legislature in uh, Oklahoma exactly 30 days ago. Well, so it's very, very recent. I guess one thought that I have is that... Uh, um, Lands that have been designated for American Indians or for specific tribes, First tribes yeah. are, are, are meant to allow nation. those nations to be um, autonomous. In, in, yeah. autonomous and independent. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that it's interesting that it needs to even go through a legislator. Um, in theory, we have kind of a conflict there where the curriculum, um, it would be very hard to enforce any sort of curriculum um, question on, on a school that takes place on an, on Indian land. So the way I'm reading this is that it's not just something that is being pushed back against by uh, First Nations treaty land, mm -hmm. but would be potentially statewide. Yeah. And so it's kind of an outward ripple effect. At this I point. know. Yeah. I think you're trying to catch me in what I've already said, because now you're <laughs> trying to get... You know that I like this idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know that I like this idea. But I, it was shocking to me when I read it because for the last 12 months, just when you turn on the news or you read a newspaper or when you even talk to a neighbor, yeah, like the as an educator, it just it's, you're banging your head against the wall just hearing opinions about curriculum that are just 
fucking wrong. Yes. Like, there's, yes. like you haven't, like I said in our band books episode, you haven't read the damn book. Yeah. You haven't been in a classroom. You're not even paying attention to what your kids looking at. Yeah. We talked about this. Learning management systems. When parents, when your kid logs on online to look at all their stuff, you can see that too. And the people who typically have the strongest opinions are the people who haven't. We can see this as yeah, educators. Yeah, yeah. We can see if you've logged in to your kid's account. Yeah. And we can see it'll say like, uh, Susie Smith logged mm-hmm. in and accessed all of her classes today. Susie Smith's mom has zero minutes of interaction with the curriculum over the last eight months. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can see this. And so what? So just kind of being beat up over this for so long in the media and now seeing this swing, it's given me a little bit of hope. Yeah, I, I like that too. I would like I would like to know if this comes down to a Sherman Alexi book or or what what it is that like sparked the need to add uh, a sentence. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna jump in and I'm going to guess, <laughs> viewers in Oklahoma or anywhere, tell me if I'm wrong. But my guess is that somebody got pissed off about a about a book about a diverse voice. Yeah, it was a diverse voice from somebody potentially from a First Nations, Native American tribe, somebody on tree land. And, uh, and they got, they got upset about it and they wrote a nasty letter and then it went to a school board or went to an administrator, went to a superintendent and, uh, and then people were outraged. Like how dare you get upset about this, a legitimate story, whether it's a, an article or a book or, or a comic. And so people became outraged that it's gone that far. Yeah. And they're using their, uh, their sovereignty to like, to leverage legislation. Um, so I don't know the full roots of this. I just read this and I just got very happy and uh, hopeful and excited. And I, am curious to see where it tracks. I, I am too. Yeah. And, 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 and Marcus, this goes, goes back to just what schoolhouse cracked, uh, is, uh, what, what all this legislation is doing is, and, and I, and I mean to say this in a, in a way that honors just the dignity of, of being in an awesome and free nation. Yeah. The point is, is that people are looking into the cracks of their schoolhouses and they're finding cracks. Um, they, some see these cracks as wider than others and so on and so forth, but everybody's trying to, to fill it in. And what I can say that makes me happy about all, all of these initiatives is that um, people care about their kids and, mm-hmm. and people still revere public education as having, being highly impactful. On, on the development of the national citizen. So part of me wants to just, you know, just say, hey, thank you, um, even for your craziness, mm-hmm. because your craziness is bringing to the table a conversation about, a meaningful conversation about what our kids should know and be able to do. The Oklahoma legislation, of course, is something that, that I agree with, but I'm not going to retract uh, my statement. I'm gonna go ahead and say to the people of Oklahoma, if I'm gonna give the same advice, don't, don't, don't vote for anything that's going to increase um, the legislature's oversight of curriculum. Let the nations be sovereign. Let them wrestle it out. Uh, we do have a judicial branch within our country, and the constitutionality of banning books and banning ideas on sovereign land is going to get smashed uh, every time right now. Yeah. And, and for uh, the rest of us that are dealing with those issues, I'm also going to tell you, it's okay to back to to allow what you think are bad ideas to exist in your curriculum. No school ever made a kid gay. No school ever made a kid righteous. We or, can't we can't even get kids to turn in their homework on time. Right. If we had that power, we probably would all be working in different fields. Yeah. If I had that power over another individual. Yeah. 
I, I might be playing the lottery more regularly. Yeah. I might be in government politics. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is if, if you care enough to read and you care enough to vote, then you care enough to have those conversations with your kid at home. You Family values are still the, the most significant impact. You said it earlier. They have the, the greatest impact on what a kid knows and is able to do. And, and what we don't need to do is um, sh like shield ourselves constantly from clubs or ideas or organizations. What we do need to do, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and you know that I have um, a very faith-based background, so just get back to the dinner table, mm -hmm. <laughs> have a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if your kids are learning about something in science that you don't think is science or something that's happening that you think is philosophy or a political agenda, um, then call up the teacher and tell them, I'm, my kid's not doing this assignment. Uh, here's the state standard. Uh, what's the alternative for them? Yep. And 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 keep keep the hands of special interest groups and and polarized people out of your school. And, and so since you say that, there's one last ballot initiative I want to bring up. And I know I, you don't even need to respond to this because I know you're going to agree with it. Um, but there's one out of California, Proposition 28, to inc to pull out one billion dollars from the state's general fund um, to fund music and arts education in yeah. schools where the the schools get to choose how to spend that money yeah. and it has the backing of dr dre so <laughs> i'm voting for it <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't live in california yeah. so I can't vote for it. but um but uh, yeah I, I i think uh and this goes back to an earlier episode everybody's knee-jerking right now about state test scores and shit in a brick well every, everybody experienced the pandemic yeah. uh, we saw we knew scores were going to go down if you're surprised then you weren't you weren't paying attention um, and so we're dropping money and spending time and planning poorly designed professional developments that were built probably on a Friday to be delivered on a Monday um, by people who don't know what they're necessarily doing. And that's where we're devoting all our resources. So good on California good on for, Cal for not forgetting that yeah. we do have a well-rounded education system. And if we all freak out about math and reading scores, we're going to lose a generation yeah. of artists, musicians, critical thinkers, stage performers, people who influence our culture and our society. Can't remember the last time I said good on California, but in this case, <laughs> I do. Folks, I'll just put it to you this way, and, and just to have a softer side. Uh, long week this week as an, as an administrator and an athletic director. I was away from home uh, just a ton, and um, uh, just quite worn out. And it was my opportunity to go to a, a band concert at, at my middle school. And uh, I didn't want to be there. It was late. It was later than I wanted to start. Uh, it was on Thursday night. I prefer to watch uh, the NFL on Thursday night. And Haven't nope. all those games been terrible, by the way, on a Thursday? At least the Broncos. Sorry. Uh, yes, but I still love it. <laughs> I still love it. But the point is, is I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the band concert, and I don't know, 75 kids in our school mm -hmm. or in the band, and I didn't. I didn't know it. I think some of them. And they're actually playing, they're all playing instruments. Yes. And not just triangles yes. and, and recorders. And their yeah. parents, they came out, they came to school, man. We had a full cafeteria and a full stage. And I had kids asking me, Mr. Derrickson, are you going to be at the band concert? And I could say, yes, I was. And then the next day I could say, you guys sounded great. And all of my, all of the students, I can tell their teacher really pushes them hard. Yeah, we could have done better. And I'm like, you couldn't have done better for me. I love your approach yeah. to your learning. But for me, you made my heart sing. It, the, the point is, is that you and I can, can say this. Uh, uh, literally, it's not opinion. It's a fact. 
uh, keeping our, our kids uh, able to access and learn in, in ways that support the arts. Um, that's why, that's why arts. a lot of kids come to school. Ab- absolutely. And, and it was uh, really wonderful because those kids and those arts, it's performance-based. Folks, anything that's performance-based in education, please support it. Because those kids get immediate feedback on their work. The growth in their learning is so much higher than in other areas. And, and it was just, they were dressed all up. Like, I couldn't have been more excited. So California, I take my hat off to you because this is what I said at the beginning of the episode. Folks, do pay attention to any ballot initiative that does cost your state money because somebody's going to have to pay for it. And if you're going to take a billion dollars out of the general fund in California, a state that is struggling to rebuild its economy like the rest of us, that has inflation out of the roof, and you're still going to invest in your kids, they're going to be the ones that come up and resolve these yeah. problems. So good on you. Yeah, those are those are the things that are going to raise the test scores, not yeah. freaking kids out about their math. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, ultimately, this episode really just to encourage everybody listening and viewing at home, get out, vote, pay attention to what's on the ballot initiatives. These are things that either, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, are going to directly impact your pocketbook or directly impact your kid. Yeah. Um, so again, we hope to uh, to inspire the next generation of, of uh, informed voters get out there read your blue books read your ballot initiatives and be sure to vote in the midterm elections yeah. when the returns are coming in in November um, to see which way the house is going I'm going to be paying attention to that but I'm also going to be paying attention to these ballot absolutely by state. and I'm just going to say my, my opinion is you can access what your kid is learning right now I guarantee it. it's never been more accessible close the door on anybody who wants to like force their way into your your children's schools it's going to stress out their teachers it's going to add to our problem with recruiting and retention of, of, of teachers because they love what they do and they believe that they're professionals and they and they believe, just like I said at the doctor's office, that they don't have to prove themselves daily about their capability. And as a matter of fact, you don't need to politicize your child. They just need to be inspired for learning. So get out there and um, vote what you know. Vote, bet on yourself. So thanks again for tuning in to Schoolhouse Cracked. As always, be sure to download us on your favorite podcast app. Like us and subscribe to us on YouTube and send us your thoughts, comments, and feedback at schoolhousecracked at gmail.com. With me, as always, is Mr. Brett Derrickson, survivor of poor PD this week, (laughs) uh, but inspirer of young minds, supporter of those in the creative arts and athletics. Yeah, and my good friend, Dr. Marcus Motor Chandler, who's reading up on, on the whole country right now. Buddy, I do have to tell you thank you. You hit me with some things that I haven't seen, and I appreciate you being informed and bringing it to our platform. We'll see you next episode. 